0: You're listening to the KCAC Beat. Now introducing your host, Mark Hoffheinz. Welcome to another edition of the KCAC Beat. I'm Mark Hoffheinz. I'm the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Information and Communications for the Conference. In this episode, we're going to take a look at men's basketball action from the first half of this week and Preview the matchups for the second half of the week. Uh, But first, we'll take a look at games Monday through Wednesday. This is the KCAC Scoreboard. Looking at games from the first half of the week, we're looking at Monday, November 14th through Wednesday, November 16th. Uh, Conference play did start up this week, but on Monday we had... Two games that were non-conference or exhibition games uh, the first was Avila traveling to Baldwin City to take on Baker and in that game uh, Baker took that one 92 to 60 uh, Avila was down by 17 at halftime and uh, was outscored by 15 in the second half so Baker gets the big win there looking at some team stats uh, Baker led both the teams in field goal percentage, 47.1% to 31.7% for the Eagles. Uh, Baker with a big advantage in three-point shooting, 42.9% for Baker compared to 185 for the Eagles. Uh, Baker also won the rebounding and turnover battles. Baker pulling down 11 more rebounds than Avila and turning the ball over five fewer times. Looking at uh, some of the key players for Avila in this matchup, Looks like Jalen Dinkins was the team's top scorer, 17 points in 24 minutes. Uh, He was 4 of 17 from the field, 2 of 9 from 3 point, and 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He also had 4 rebounds on the day. Uh, Other double-digit scores for the Eagles in this matchup, DJ Patia had 13 points, uh, 5 of 8 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, and 1 of 3 from the free throw line. Also had 4 rebounds on the day. And then Brandon Johnson, 12 points, uh, five rebounds on the day in 25 minutes. Other game on Monday was York uh, playing Wayne State, who is an NCAA Division II opponent. Uh, This was an exhibition, so it's not an accountable game for the Panthers. But Wayne State wins this one 76-68. Looking at some team stats, looks like... uh, looks like there wasn't a huge disparity in shooting percentage between the two teams Wayne State did shoot the ball a little bit better 45.2 percent compared to 40.9 percent for York uh, teams were almost even in three point percentage 22.2 percent for the Panthers 22.7 uh, percent for Wayne State uh, and then they had the exact same percentage on free throws 71.4 percent Uh, But the uh, Wayne State did shoot more free throws. 15 of 21 for Wayne State. Uh, York was 10 of 14 from the free throw line. Looking at some key players for the Panthers on the day. Two double-digit scores. Mook Beal had 14 points in 34 minutes. 7 of 11 from the field, so a pretty efficient shooting night for him. Uh, 0 of 1 from 3, 0 of 1 from the free throw line. Uh, six total rebounds for him as well, as on, along with the steal. And then Eric Talton had 12 points in 27 minutes, uh, 2 of 9 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, but 8 of 9 from the free throw line. He also had three rebounds on the day and a block. Uh, another key player for Panthers was Brent Clark, only eight points, but he did have uh, a steal on the day and an offensive rebound, so he contributed as well. No games on Tuesday. Moving on to Wednesday, we had, let's see, six conference matchups and then then another exhibition game. Uh, We'll go through our conference matchups first. First was the York Panthers traveling to Ottawa to take on the Braves. York wins this one 86-78. York up by three at halftime and then extends that lead to uh, 8 By the end of the game, outscoring the Braves by 5 in the second half. Looking at some team stats, York had a good night shooting the ball, 52.4% from the field, compared to 41.5% for Ottawa. Three-point Panther shot pretty well, 40% from the field. Ottawa, 36% from the field. Uh, York wins the rebounding battle as well, out-rebounding the Braves by 6. One area that Ottawa did excel was winning the turnover battle, only had 15 turnovers compared to 21 for York. Some key players in this matchup. We'll start with Ottawa. Uh, DeAndre This was the team's leading scorer. 25 points in 34 minutes. 9 of 13 from the field. 3 of 3 from 3-point line and 4 of 6 from the free throw line. So a good shooting night for him. He also had 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal on the day. Uh, other double-digit scores for Ottawa... Elijah Mason had 13 points. Uh, He also had five assists, two rebounds, and two steals. Ian Moore, 12 points in 23 minutes. Also had two rebounds and an assist. And then Emil Fields, 10 points. uh, Almost got the double-double with nine rebounds. And then had a steal on the day in 26 minutes. Looking at the Panthers. Isaiah King was the team's lane scorer on the night, 21 points. In 29 minutes, good shooting night from him. 7 of 12 from the field. 4 of 7 from 3 and 3 of 3 from the free throw line. Uh, he also had 4 rebounds and 2 assists. Uh, Brent Clark, 17 points. Got a double-double with 10 assists. Also had 6 rebounds and 7 steals. So making plays all over the court uh, was Brent Clark for the Panthers. And then Mook Beal had 18 points on the day. Uh, 9 of 15 from the field. 0 of 2 from 3, 0 of 2 from me free-throw line. Uh, he also had eight rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block, so good two-way play from a lot of the Panthers players there. Next matchup we'll take a look at was the probably the one to look forward to on Wednesday for just looking at the national rankings. Number 11, Southwestern, traveling down to Bartlesville to take on number 7, ranked Oklahoma Wesleyan. Eagles win this one 77-63. Uh, looks like the Eagles were up by 9 at halftime and then outscored the Mound Builders by 5 in the second half to extend that lead. Looking at some team stats Oklahoma Wesleyan shooting 44.1% from the field. Southwestern 36.7% from the field. 3-point uh, shooting wasn't a huge difference between the two teams. Oklahoma Wesleyan hitting 33.3% of their threes. Southwestern hitting 27.3%. Uh, Rebounding, Oklahoma Wesleyan won that battle by 10. And then both teams, honestly, didn't turn the ball over too much. Oklahoma Wesleyan only had four turnovers on the night. Southwestern had nine. Uh, So Oklahoma Wesleyan wins that battle there. Looking at some key players for both teams. uh, Caleb Stokes leads the Eagles in scoring with 21 points. Got a double-double in the night with 13 rebounds uh, in 32 minutes. Let's see, Jaden Litsky, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and a block on the night in 32 minutes. Austin Poling, uh, 12 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, and a steal on the night. And then Dylan Phillip, 10 points in 16 minutes, also had 3 rebounds, and a steal. Looking at Southwestern, they had 3 double-digit scores on the night uh, Oscar, or Andrew O'Brien, excuse me, 19 points in 35 minutes. He also had five rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Uh, Kevin Clark tied O'Brien for the team lead in points with 19. Uh, he had four rebounds and an assist on the day. And then Cooper Pierce had 12 points in 32 minutes, uh, five rebounds, and an assist on the day. Uh, but besides those three Key players for Southwestern, it kind of dropped off after that. The next thing score outside of those three was Jarvis Jennings with four percent. So uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan seems willing to let those three guys score and then shut down everybody else. That was their defensive strategy. So a good early season game there against two of the top ranked KCAC uh, teams in the conference. Next match up will look at on Wednesday. Was Bethany traveling to Kansas Wesleyan? The Coyotes win this one by eight. Uh, they got out to that eight-point lead in the first half, and then the teams were even in scoring in the second half. So Kansas Wesleyan up 26 to 18 at halftime. Both teams score 36 in the second half, ending the game with a 62 to 54 victory for Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, looking at some team statistics, field goal percentage was relatively close. Kansas Wesleyan 32.7%. Bethany, 30.8%. One area where you do see a big disparity. Kansas Wesleyan shot 26.3% from the three-point line. Uh, Bethany shooting only 9.1%. So a, uh, a rough shooting night from three. One of 11 as a team were the Swedes. Uh, Kansas Wesleyan wins the rebounding battle by quite a bit. Uh, out-rebounding Bethany by 15 but Kansas Westland did turn over the, over the ball quite a bit. 25 turnovers compared to only 15 for the Swedes. Looking at some key players for each team. We'll start with Bethany first. Uh, leading score was Donovan Newton with 20 points in only 19 minutes. Uh, he was 6 of 10 from the field, 1 of 3 from the three-point line, 7 of 8 from the free-throw line. Also had two rebounds and a steal in the day. Uh, some other key players, Solomon Clayton, 9 points, in 40 minutes. Uh, he had 11 rebounds and four steals, so making plays on both ends of the floor. And then uh, Josh Smith had seven points. Justin Brookins six points. Dylan Smith six points. And Malcolm Clayton six points uh, as well. Looking at Kansas Wesleyan, They had four double-digit scores on the night. Uh, the team was led in scoring by two players, June Murdoch and Tyus Jeffries both had 14 points. Murdoch also had, let's see, uh, two rebounds, an assist, and three steals in the night. Jeffries has 14 points in 20 minutes. He also had seven rebounds and a steal. Uh, Alex Littlejohn for the Coyotes had 11 points on the day. Got a double-double with 15 rebounds. He also had an assist, two steals, and a block in 28 minutes. And then Easton Hunter had 13 points. Uh, also got a rebound on the day and we'll move on to our next matchup which is McPherson at Avila McPherson wins this one big 92 to 46 Uh, looking at some team statistics McPherson shooting the ball well from the field 46.2% compared to 30.6% for uh, Avila three point percentage McPherson leads that battle as well when you're comparing the two teams 38.5% for the Bulldogs 17.2% 17.2% for the Eagles. Uh, rebounding, McPherson leads that as well, only by five. Bulldogs pulling down 45 rebounds as a team compared to 40 for the Eagles. And then uh, Avila, one area where they struggled was turning the ball over. 22 turnovers on the night compared to only 11 for McPherson. Some key players for both teams. We'll start with Avila first. Looks like they're a link score had a couple people tied with seven points. Jalen Dinkins with seven. And Dylan Holloman with seven. Uh, Jenkins also had a rebound and assist on the night. Holloman had five rebounds on the night as well. Uh, Some other key players. Looks like Emilio Elliott had six points and four rebounds for Eagles. And then it's kind of a... A uh, well-dispersed scoring effort. After that, a lot of people with two and three points. Uh, looks like Octavian Williams had three points or five points on the night to be up there as far as some of the leading scorers on the team for the Eagles. Uh, looking at McPherson, they were led in scoring by Haven Osley off the bench with 14 points in 16 minutes, five of eight from the field, four of six from three. So he had a good shooting night there. Also had a rebound and assist and a steal. Uh, then they had let's see, one, two, three, four. Other double-digit scores on the night for the Bulldogs. Antonio Watson, 13 points in 21 minutes, had three assists on the night, and then three players scored 10 points: Owen Braxmeyer, Jamil Hardaway, and Charles Snyder. All had 10 points. Braxmeyer also added eight rebounds, three assists, and three steals. Hardaway added uh, an assist, two steals, and a block, and Snyder added, let's see, eight rebounds. And assist two steals and a block. So, good game there for McPherson. A lot of their top scorers also playing well on the defensive end as well. The next match we'll take a look at was a pretty good game. Uh, Bethel at Friends. Bethel up by three at halftime, uh, ends up winning the game 81 to 76. Some team statistics when comparing the two teams, Friends actually outshot Bethel uh, if you're looking at field goal percentage. 50.9% to 48.4%, but either way, you look at it, a good shooting night for both teams. Uh, Three-point percentage, Bethel led in this category, 41.2% compared to 33.3% for Friends. Rebounding, Friends won this battle as well, 37 rebounds pulled down for the Falcons as a team compared to 31 for the Threshers, uh, but the Falcons did turn the ball over more, 18 turnovers for Friends compared to 10 for Bethel. Uh, Looking at some individual statistics, looks like Friends had five players in double digits as far as scoring. Ian Connick leads the team with 17 points and three rebounds. Uh, Then Steve Stako off the bench, 15 points in 17 minutes. 5 of 9 from the field, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. Also added five rebounds and three assists. And then uh, Al Emer Alu. Uh, had 13 points on the night and three rebounds and a steal. Keon Hutton had 11 points, five rebounds, two assists on the night. And then Tim Barbieri had 10 points and a 10 rebound during the double-double. Also had three assists, a steal, and a block. Looking at Bethel, they had three double-digit scores led by Clifford Bird II, 23 points on the night for him along with five rebounds eight assists and five steals uh bill or er, bryant Maccabi had 16 points to go along with four rebounds and assist a steal and a block so a good well-rounded game for him and then carmelo yakubu had 13 points five rebounds and assist and a steal on the night to help uh with a thresher's effort on the night Next matchup, final conference matchup we'll take a look at on Wednesday night was St. Mary at Tabor. Tabor wins this one 83-70. Blue Jays up by 10 at halftime. Extend that lead a little bit in the second half to earn the 13-point victory. Looking at the statistics on the night, comparing the two teams as far as team stats go, Tabor, really good night shooting the ball 54.5% from the field compared to 397 for the Spires. Uh, St. Mary did win the three point shooting battle, though, shooting 40% from beyond the three point line compared to 31.3% for Tabor. Tabor pulls down seven more rebounds on the night 34 for the Blue Jays compared to 27 as a team for St. Mary. And then the team's tie as far as number of turnovers both teams had nine. Looking at. The statistics on the night, we'll start with St. Mary first. They had four players in double figures. They were led in scoring by Deshawn St. Martin. 19 points, uh, six rebounds, and five assists on the night along go with two steals. Then Quentin Williams was our next leading scorer. 13 points, three rebounds, and two steals on the night. Joe Burgos had 11 points, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block. And then Braylon Duncan had 10 points and a steal on the night. Uh, looking at Tabor, they were led in scoring by Creeland Avery off the bench, 18 points in 23 minutes. Good shooting night for him, 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from the three point line. He also added a rebound, an assist, and a steal in the day. Uh, next leading scorer was also off the bench. Kent Carroll had 16 points in 27 minutes. Good shooting night for him as well, 8 of 12 from the field. He had five rebounds, and assist, and two steals to go along with that good offensive effort. Then Thatcher McClure had 14 points, also added eight rebounds, an assist, and a steal. And then Austin Hilton, the final double-digit scorer for the Blue Jays, 13 points, three rebounds, and a steal on the night. He had a good shooting night as well, 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, and 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Final game on Wednesday involving a KCAC school is another exhibition game. Uh, This one is Sterling at Newman, which is the NCAA Division II school out of Wichita. Uh, The Newman Jets win this one, 95-64. to Comparing the two teams, Newman has a really good night shooting the ball, 53.7% compared to 32.4% from the field for Sterling. Uh, Looking at three-point percentage, another really good shooting night for Newman, if you're looking at this stat as well, 64.7% from the three-point line for the Jets, 11 of 17 as a team. uh, Sterling struggled from this area, uh, only shooting 11.1% from three-point line, 2 of 18 on the night. And then from the free-throw line, uh, Newman shoots 70.6%, Sterling 63.6%. Uh, looking at some key players for Sterling on the night, leading scorer was Teron Beatty. Uh, he had 14 points on the night in 18 minutes. He was 6 of 17 from the field, 2 of 3 from the free throw line. Also, added 5 rebounds on the night. Uh, some other key players, it's like Sinyan Dozer, had 9 points in 21 minutes, also had 7 rebounds on the night. And then Darian Reed was another key player, six points on the night for him. Well, that'll wrap up our midweek scoreboard. And now we'll look ahead to matchups over the weekend. Looking at this weekend coming up uh, Thursday, November 17th through Sunday, November 20th do have uh, at least one exhibition game this weekend. And then a non-conference matchup, but for the most part, it's, it's all KCAC play. Uh, Thursday is that exhibition game. Bethel will travel up to Hayes to take on Fort Hayes State University, an NCAA Division II opponent. That game tips off at 7 p.m. No games on Friday. Uh, Saturday, earliest game, uh, and KCAC school is actually a non-conference matchup. Friends travels to Lawrence to take on Haskell Indian Nations University. That game tips off at 3 on Saturday. Uh, Number seven ranked Oklahoma Wesleyan will travel up to McPherson to take on the Bulldogs. That game tips off at five. Uh, two more five PM games: Ottawa at number eleven, southwestern and Saint Mary at York. And then the final games, final three games of Saturday, are all at seven PM: Avila at Bethany, Tabor at Sterling, and then Bethel at number twenty-four ranked Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, again, those last three games tip off at seven PM, and Bethel at Kansas Wesleyan. That is part of our Road to Hartman Doubleheader of the Week series. Uh, We'll be announcing that today. It's a partnership between the KCAC and ESPN 92.3 FM out of Wichita. Uh, We're going to be highlighting KCAC schools throughout the season with these radio broadcasts. So Pat Strathman, uh, probably a lot of you in the KCAC familiar with him, used to be in Salina. He's now at ESPN 92.3 he'll be on the call for these road to Hartman doubleheader games each week. And uh, they'll be covering both the men's and women's games at these institutions. So uh, this week, as I said, Bethel at Kansas Wesleyan, women's game will tip off at five and then men's game tips off at seven. So that is our road to Hartman doubleheader of the week for this week and Sunday, no games involving KCAC schools. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the KCAC Beat. We thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. Uh, We have quite a few coming out today. We had a men's and women's soccer recap of the conference tournaments and a look ahead to uh, NAI postseason play. We also had a women's basketball scoreboard episode coming out today. So plenty to listen to. But for everybody here at the conference office, we hope you have a great day and a great weekend. You've been listening to the KCAC Beat. For more information on the KCAC, go to www.kcacsports.com.